in the name of Amun and Ra. We are the Persian Magi and we are talking about our beliefs in our program that one of them is reincarnation. It might have happened to you that sometime during your life you have decided to find out about the religion of ancient Egypt. Maybe you thought this ancient religion was the source of all others and it might be definitely helpful in finding your path. But after checking the handful of different gods and goddesses with ambiguous natures and sometimes even stupid roles, you finally gave up and told yourself this is either too distorted or too complicated. Anyhow, it cannot be used for pathfinding anymore. That's why 5,000 years of Egyptian mythology has remained useless even though lots of historical documents are left in their tombs and pyramids. This is like traveling to an overseas city without a guide. I'm not talking about the guides who take you to the burial sites of pharaohs and tell you he ruled during which kingdom and who was his wife. I'm talking about one who can tell you about the major religious war that was going on for thousands of years in Egypt. The guards on one side and demons in the other side, the reason of this long-standing war and the outcome, you will see that even Islam brought by Muhammad was one of the outcomes of the long-standing religious war that was going on in Egypt. The truth is, in ancient Egypt, there were at least two religions. There have been more, but there was two different ideologies that were fighting against each other for many decades. War between deities for us may seem pointless. What is the point if this god wins or the other? But subject matter is important here. One group supports judgment after death, and the other supports reincarnation. Since the root of religion is in Egypt, you should, we should see which one is correct. If the religion of reincarnation is correct, then the good news is this idea has a root as long as the whole history of mankind. If the religion of death has prevailed, we should check how it was created and went on so that the contemporary Christians and Muslims exactly believe in the same thing. When speaking about the religion of death, it means that after death your body will be resurrected, then you go to the great court where you will be judged according to what you have done during your lifetime. Then they will decide to send you either to heaven to enjoy wine and naked women in blissful gardens or drop you to the hellhole to burn for eternity in the fire provided to you by your, of course, the most merciful God. In the other hand, reincarnation means when you die, you go back to the uterus, to the womb. More precisely speaking, you'll go back to the form of a sperm and you jump out from a penis. And after a period as fetus, you will be born again in a new form. You see, the difference of the two is like one group thinks that after death, you will go to God's stomach. Then you will be guided into his entrails and bowels, then thrown out for eternity. 
which this process of defecation by God ideologically is named death. While in reincarnation, instead of stomach, you go back to the uterus and continue the cycle of rebirth. Okay, this introduction is enough. Now let's see the religious arrangement in ancient Egypt. It is not difficult. The two rival religions are known as eight and nine. Those who believe in death and judgment after death have a group of nine gods called the Enyad or Great Enyad. You know that they always call themselves great. Enyad means a group of nine. You already may know many of them. Atom is the self-created father. Then he gives birth to number two and three gods who are hot weather Shu and damp weather Tefnut. Then they give birth to four and five who are Jeb the earth god and Nut the sky goddess. Finally, from earth and sky, there comes two sons, Osiris and Set, plus two daughters, Isis and Nebethet, a.k.a. Neftis. Osiris is the mummified lord of the underworld. Set is one who causes chaos. Isis is the mother who lives on earth, while Neftis, who is equally important, has the major job of guiding the dead souls to the underworld, where great judgment will be held. As you see, even if you hate judges and courts, you will end up with the greatest of them. This is what the Enyad believes. They call this place Duat or Akhirat. Interestingly, after 5,000 years when Islam came, again they called this place Akhirat, meaning the end of the road. Osiris, as the Lord of the dead, will preside over the whole process and the hearts will be weighed to find out if you have been a good or bad person according to them. You already have heard a lot about ancient Egyptians giving such a great importance to the life after death. The pyramids and burial sites are all made to facilitate their journey to the underworld and to make sure during the judgment day they will win and go to heaven rather than hell. All these hieroglyphs on the walls of tombs and coffins are enchantments helping them in the underworld. As Islamic instructions say, Ad-Dunya Mazratul Akhirah, meaning the world is the farm of Akhirat. You may think that this is what all ancient Egyptian pharaohs were doing, but this is not the case. Not all ancient Egyptians believed in that. That's only for the worshippers of nine, the death worshippers, who think Osiris as the god of the dead will judge them. But not all Egyptians worshipped Osiris, Isis, Nephthys, and their group. In fact, for most part of the ancient kingdom, we have Amun and Ra, and other supreme demons who are not part of the nine and have nothing to do with this judgment story. If you were in ancient Egypt and you believed in Amun or Ra, you didn't care what Osiris is going to do to you after death. Because as I said, these two religions are rivals. You shouldn't mix them. The belief in Amun-Ra 
is basically far more different from belief in Osiris. Ra is the sun god who has probably been worshipped more than any other deity in the history of mankind. Ra traveled with his boat from east to west every day. At the end of the day, when Ra goes down in the west, it continues its journey in the underworld for 12 hours and passes 12 borders. Then it is reborn, safe and sound, like a new sun from the east the next day. The story of Ra is the story of cycle and rebirth. Please notice, Ra doesn't stay in the underworld forever. He is the lord of all realms, but he, he won't stay there and won't engage in judgment of souls. Ra is not a judge, Amu neither. The Ogdud, meaning Oktat or Octate, or the group of eight deities, is not about death. It is all about rebirth and reincarnation. Creation Myths According to the Ogdud, the creation started like this picture. There is a creation mound or hill on the top. Sun enters the mound, which is divided in the middle. Then sun travels down to the underworld. It doesn't stop there and comes back. This happens again and again. For during the whole night, sun goes down and comes up on earth every morning. There are two female deities who are pouring water on the foot of mound to facilitate this oscillating frequent travel, which looks like pumping inside a vagina. Then when we look at these pictures, there are eight deities who are helping these process. These agents are usually depicted as four couples, the men with frog or fish head and the woman with snake head, all of them capable of living under the water. In fact, two of them mean water, two of them mean eternity, and two others, others mean invisible. And this process goes on. Actually, the Ogdud creation myth not only explains how creation started, but also it is explaining how creation continued. And it goes on every day and every moment, even now. The creation ha has, ha is not something that happened once in day one and finished. There is reincarnation and rebirth every day and every moment. The story of what happened in the beginning is exactly the same story explaining how it is happening right now. The life goes on and the cycle continues. Isn't this the sexiest thing, true story? Sun is pumping in and out and the womb of earth is producing waters in order to let this cycle continue for eternity. The mound of creation is nothing but a pussy. The earth is nothing but a woman and sun nothing but a penis, while the underworld is the womb and where the cycle of rebirth and reincarnation takes place. In the other hand, let's have a look at the reincarnation myth of the worshippers of nine called the great Enyat. Atom is a man, the first man equal to Adam who comes out of absolutely nowhere for no reason. Some say he was born from the egg. 
or even the cry of a primordial goose. Anyways, the story says Atom is sneezing and spitting. I know it is disgusting, but we said the story of the eight and we have to be fair and relate the story of the nine too. From his sneezing, which sounds like Shu, a male god jumps out, so therefore he is called Shu. Then he spits with the sound of Tuf. Therefore, a goddess called Tefnut jumps out. This is how the grandparents of Osiris and Isis were born. Then Shu and Tef copulate, because apparently sister-brother relationship was not a taboo yet at that time, but they abolished it later. From them comes Jeb, the earth god, and Nut, the sky goddess. It is interesting to pay attention that Earth always in the line of mythology is female and sky is male because sky reigns and impregnates Earth. But here, just to the contradiction of all other religions, Earth is introduced as male and sky as female. These are the points that we should doubt that this death religion is reversed from the very beginning. Jeb and Nut have intercourse, and they bring four kids. But later on, Shu, their father, as hot air, stands between them and prevents Earth from impregnating the sky ever after. Anyways, sky or not, as we said, gives birth to Osiris, Isis, Set, and Nebethet. Then Set kills his brother. Please notice that Genesis has continued the same story. Adam and Eve have two sons and one kills the other. This is how Osiris goes to the underworld and resides there for eternity and becomes the lord of the underworld. The two sisters cry a lot. Isis prepares the body of his brother and Nephthys guides it to the underworld, and this is what they do later for pharaohs. This is the story of the great Enyad and what they do. Just compare the beautiful creation myth and ongoing cycles of Okdud with the single male god who gives birth to gods when he farts or spits and so on. More importantly, just consider what will happen to the mankind if they believe in the story of nine and compare it with the rebirth offered by the eight. If you believe in nine, just as present-day Christians and Muslims do, you have to prepare yourself for the great judgment. There is no returning. When the dead person goes down to the colon or intestine of the male god and after a great resurrection in his stomach, they will be dumped in the hell, just like Allah has promised in Quran, meaning, I will definitely fill the hell with jinns and mankind altogether. His belly must be burning hot, after all, and his appetite too much. Those who can run away from his burning gods are very few. And he really deeply hates the eight and has said it in Quran, death to the group of eight. This is the most resentful cry of Allah. The choice is yours. You will be his if you believe in him or nine. 
or you will be hers if you believe in her or eight, the female god. But what the female god is suggesting is rebirth, just like Ra is reborn every day with continuing the cycle of life again and again. Min. Min is one of the most important deities of ancient Egypt who has been neglected for apparent reasons. His name shown as MN is the root of Amun, and Amun is the eternal partner of Ra in the form of Amun-Ra. Amun, in fact, is Hamun, and Hamun, or human, is nothing but Ha-Min. Therefore, as the picture suggests, Amun is Min, only Ha, as definite article, is added to the beginning. Just like Ahriman of the Magi, they all carry the MN root, which is the root of man. His crown is made of two long feathers. You already know that two means devil. And yes, Min or Amun is demon. They are one and the same. But the iconology of Min shows us something important. Please have a closer look at his picture. His most prominent feature is his always erect penis. Because he is penis. And it is 100% correct, the demon is always a penis. This is because he travels to the mound of creation, the womb of the female who is God. He is wielding a flail which is used both for threshing farm products and as a whip during hot sexual sessions. One of his hands is always up, just like his majesty Baal, proving that he is the Lord of heaven. But there is an interesting difference between Baal and Min here. The left hand of Baal was pointing down, meaning he has underworld, while the left hand of Min is holding his penis, as if he is masturbating. What does it mean? The symbolism has a very important point to convey about the two realms of man, and the true nature of the underworld. We said that demon is the archetype of man or male principle. Man or demon is dying God, and he has two realms. The two realms in Canaanite mythology were explained as the heaven and the underworld. But wait a second. Both heaven and underworld means death. Is male nothing but death? If we believe he has two realms, he should have two realms, not one. It means there are two things that man or demon is interested in. There are two major issues that is important for man or demon. The heaven and underworld for man is meaning or thinking. Even the word meaning comes from this nature of man or mean. Man likes to think a lot and find the meaning and since death has the same nature of thinking and meaning therefore this is one of the realms of man but the other realm of man which is very obvious from what mean is suggesting one hand on penis means sex is the second important realm for male principle 
it, it means the canonites had managed to fool us and hide one of the realms of his majesty demon. Both realms they gave to Baal was wanting. What means sense? Demon has heavens and demon has sex. To put it more simple, male figure is something that loves two things, philosophy and sex. One hand to the sky to understand the meaning of everything and one hand on penis meaning this is equally important for men. There is yet another more important insight we can get from the symbol of men. The underworld is not about judgment. The hand that must show the underworld is on penis. Therefore, mean is telling us we won't go to heaven or hell. We will go back to penis. You will become sperms and you guys are going to jump out again. The settlement of everything in this natural world is, happens right on the point and cyclically. This is the world of cycles, not accumulations. But the religion of nine speaks about keeping all dead men from the beginning of creation until the day of judgment and following a line that ends up in hell. The nature of this world is not linear. More importantly, the souls and sins cannot be accumulated in a super great archive to be studied and marked thousands of years later. Judgment after death probably has been the greatest lie ever told and believed in the history of mankind. Reincarnation is the secret that mean is telling us with his eternal masturbation. This is how we will jump out again and again with new ejaculations of Amun-Ra in the womb of nature. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to our program and push the bell. Thank you.